Welcome to the 6am club. The 6am club when early birds are just starting their day or when strippers are finally leaving work. Hi, I'm Gemma Rose. Join me on my drive home after work listen to my tales from the night and other wider industry issues we face as strippers. Hey folks, I've got an extra special episode for you today about my time in Australia because I know I've missed a few weeks. I've been so busy with PDSM and illness, like literally not having my voice. Um, So it's good to be back and I hope to be back with you regularly. Um, I'm just going to detail some trigger warnings with actual timestamps. So the timings of the stuff, um, we've got 19 minutes 45 seconds to 20 minutes 35 seconds, a mention of light sexual assault at 1 hour 13 minutes 55 seconds. Um, to one hour, 15 minutes and five seconds. There's uh, mentions of transphobia and transphobic comments. At one hour, 21 minutes and 40 seconds, it details 20 seconds of a panic attack. At one hour, 23 minutes, 50 seconds um, to one hour, 24 minutes and 15 seconds, there's another mention of sexual assault. Um, and there's themes of drug and alcohol abuse uh, littered throughout the episodes. So um, just giving you just some further trigger warnings and more specific things so you can listen to some, if not all, of the episode. Thank you. Okay, folks, we're back on the road. I'm just reeling a little bit because I've been pulled over by the police. Second time that that's ever happened in my life. The first time was because my insurance ran out of date and it was fine, like we got it fixed. I didn't realise it was out of date and they were very forgiving because I just burst out crying in front of the police officer. The reason for today's um, pullover is slightly different, but more on that later. So I'm in Australia which is incredibly exciting. I'm here mostly for a holiday, but I am working a little bit while I'm out here. I might as well. I've heard incredible things about Oz and it's a good way for me to subsidize my trip a little bit if possible. I'm not expecting to make my money back, but just to kind of offset the costs would be great and Like, I'm happy with that and I just want to experience what an Australian strip club is like. I've heard a lot of things and I just want to find out for myself. I've not got many places of work lined up while I'm here because it's pretty difficult to get into somewhere for like just a weekend, especially where quite a lot of places require prior interviews and quote-unquote training how much training it actually is is probably very minimal but I'm managing to work somewhere in Perth and somewhere in Canberra hopefully somewhere in Melbourne I can get in I'm still trying but we'll have to see so Perth is on the west coast 
of Australia and I've heard really good things about this place in general and the stripping scene just all together. After that it will be Canberra which is the capital of Australia and pretty much the wild wild west when it comes to stripping and legislation especially around sex work. So that will be interesting to see the difference in the way that clubs operate. I hear Perth is really good because there's not much to do. So people may as well go to the strip club for entertainment. I was supposed to work last night. So I got here on Wednesday and I went to Rottnest Island straight after on the first day, all day, which was fucking incredible got to chill out and hang out with the quackers and got to swim in some of if not the most beautiful beaches I've, I've ever seen in my life. I got to snorkel around shipwreck and then I got to dip into just uh, the most pristine lagoon. It's the stuff dreams are made of and I'm on my dream holiday right now. I'm here for three weeks, I'm hitting six cities in that time and I'm fucking going for it. Like, it's a jam-packed trip. I'm gonna be so exhausted when I get home from this holiday, but like, this is my absolute dream and I'm so excited to be here. And it really feels like I'm never gonna want to leave. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get to after the three weeks because right now I'm just like, I wanna fucking move to Perth. It's so good. So yeah, I did Rottnest Island on the first day. Then Friday, the jet lag kicked in fucking hard. I met up with one of my friends from back home, which was so lovely, like, just weird seeing her like halfway across the world. We went to Kings Park and looked at all of the views and the botanical gardens. Um, and there's like this glass bridge in the canopy. It was so much fun, but the jet lag, Oh, it hit me like a freight train. <laughs> I thought I'd somehow managed to avoid it because I was so good on the Thursday. Nah, mate, nah, it came in with full force and I felt like fucking dog shit on that Friday. So I did the park, I got home and I pretty much just slept. I was supposed to work at the club that night, but I had a shower and I felt so ill. I'm like, I can barely dry my hair right now, let alone do my makeup, let alone get in the car, <laughs> let alone get to work, let alone start somewhere new, let alone pulling a nine hour plus shift. I just cannot do this. Like, I, I have to sleep. I listened to my body, I slept and felt quite a bit better um, now or yesterday morning and I've been on the beach all day today went to some really gorgeous beaches I just kind of hopped about beach to beach really beautiful weather here is fantastic it's humid it's sorry it's not humid it's like a dry heat well, I like both but it was dry and just warm and oh yeah I'm having the best time although <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about sunburn because I already got burned on the first day. So I'm just trying to manage that the best that I can and just liberally applying sun cream 
every 10 minutes because that sun is oh god it's so strong over here but i love it i'm on ssris at the minute antidepressants and apparently they like fuck with you when it comes to the heat and sunlight so i think i'm feeling it more because of that as well which really sucks because i am a sun worshiper but I'm glad I got to enjoy the sun and the sea as much as I have done already. So yeah, I went to the beach, I got ready, and I go out for my 8pm start at this new club. A friend booked me into this club and I'm really grateful that she managed to do this for me. Super, super happy that she pulled that favour out for me. And yeah, my gosh, it feels so different over here for so many different reasons i did like this club i would definitely come back and work here again it was very chilled out very relaxed i like that there's a minimum spend on dances but you can set your own prices you can charge whatever you like as long as it doesn't go below that minimum so they were saying no less than a hundred dollars for 10 minutes it's about half currency conversion so if it's a hundred dollars that's 50 pounds for 10 minutes and then you have to bear in mind that they take a 30 percent commission as well so that's the minimum a customer can spend but you can charge whatever you like so i charged double that i charged 200 dollars 100 pounds for 10 minutes which i get 70 of for yeah 10 minutes I like that you can charge whatever you like. That's really good. And you pay a house fee for the week as well. It's a hundred bucks, but yeah, okay, 50 quid for, you know, working as many nights as you want. It's not the worst deal in the world. Quite like that, flexible. I think you can come and go as you please as well. Like come in and leave when you want. They're very laid back. They're very chilled. I was told that the rules were very different in Oz. I think it will be when I get to Canberra, but yeah, in Perth here in this club, it seems very similar rules wise. And when customers went to touch me, the club was like, no, you can't do that. I've heard very differently when it comes to clubs. So that was interesting that that expectation was slightly skewed for me. It was <sighs> motherfucking dead though, unfortunately. So, so quiet tonight. And that's because Coldplay are playing in Perth this weekend, or so I've speculated, drawn that um, conclusion. So yeah, everybody must be out doing that, I guess, because it was so dead. There were dribs and drabs of customers coming in, and that really fucking sucked. It, it was just a big wah-wah on the first night. I, I did make money, but it, it wasn't what I had expected. This club is really interesting as well. So you get ready in the dressing room, but you actually have to go outside to access the stairs to go up to the main floor. So everybody on the street can see you. I guess it's the best kind of advertising ever, but it also makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable and I guess just exposed to the elements. It feels very weird coming out of the dressing room, being like, hi everybody on the street, and then walking upstairs to get to the floor. Very odd. This club has a number of ways in which you can make extra money, other than 
private lap dances as a standard. They have several pool tables, so you can charge to do like a topless game with somebody. I think there was a table you could curtain off to do fully nude as well. I didn't do that tonight. I kind of didn't see the point in it. I wasn't trying to sell it. Like if somebody came up to me and asked for it, I'm not gonna say no, but I wasn't pushing for that because you can't really charge as much as what you would get in a private lap dance. Yeah, if somebody offered it to me, I would have gone for it, but people I was speaking to were mainly interested in private dances anyway. If not, then they weren't interested in anything. So I didn't really put the pool game thing out there. They have like one VIP room with a pole in it, which is really cool. And I'm gutted that nobody wanted to take me in there because I feel like that could have been really fun and just something a bit different in VIP, you know? They had VIP karaoke rooms as well, which is pretty fucking fun. So you can have a sing along with a customer. You've got Netflix in there as well and a PlayStation. So plenty of opportunity to sell a girlfriend experience, which I really like. Again, none of the customers were really that interested in this with me tonight, but I can see how that would be a pretty good incentive and a different kind of tool to make money with. It's just a bit extra, you know? So I, I did like that. You also got money out of water shots. A lot of clubs do water shots, but not many will give you the money for it. So I think I get five bucks out of the 10 that they charge for a shot. So that's £2.50. I'll take it. It's better than a slap in the face. I think I ended up doing about five of those. So, you know, it all adds up. That's, uh, that's £10 right there, 20 bucks. So not bad. And other ways to make money is, of course, tipping dollars on the stage. And it was so nice to actually see people using this because like, like the UK in Australia, I think the lowest denomination is five. So unlike America, you don't have $1 bills. You have $1 or whatever, like one cent, not one cent. Ah, it's escaping me, but like one coin, you know? Um, but like, yeah, in the UK, you rarely see people exchanging for tipping dollars, which is a real shame. But people are very much more on it here. There is more of a tipping culture, which is really nice to see. Granted, they weren't making it rain. You had to really hustle to get those stage tips. And again, I still don't like doing the stage show. I'm sorry, I still don't like it. I'm not getting paid enough to do that. Especially when the sets were either 15 minutes on your own or 20 minutes if you're doing a double stage set with someone else. Bearing in mind you then have to split the money between both of you for 20 minutes worth of work. Not the best. So I did two stage sets. One just me, one me and another dancer. On the first stage set I think I pulled in 20 bucks. But that's before the club's commission, so I can't remember how much they take out of the tipping dollars. I feel like it's quite extensive though. Um, I think it's more than the average 30%, so let's say 10 bucks. Fuck, that's five pounds. Five pounds for 15 minutes of pretty hard graft. Bearing in mind as well, it 
it isn't expected, but it is like the done thing. If somebody tips you, they're not chucking the money onto the stage. No, no, no. They're not just simply sliding the tipping dollar on stage. Oh no. The customer expects you to come to them off the stage, climb off the stage, clamber onto them, sit on them, and grind on them and give them a mini lap dance. <laughs> Each tipping dollar is worth two bucks. So they want you to do a mini lap dance for two dollars, which I find fucking insulting. Like, ridiculous. At least you're not forced to get top topless, but like, you know, customers weren't exactly putting shed loads of two dollar bills in my underwear, so yeah, I just felt really insulted. Like, okay, you only think I'm worth two, four, six bucks, right? Okay, cool. Again, it's better than nothing. Like, so many clubs will just put you on stage for free. I, I mean, this club is doing that as well, but at least I'm getting some amount of money out of that, I guess. Yeah. On the double stage set, we pulled in the same amount. I think all in all, we made 40 bucks. Again, therefore split between the two of us, it's 20 bucks each before commission. And we were kind of like switching between one of us on the pole and one of us working the room with like the mini lap dances. Oh, I just, I just hated it. Like it is a bit fun, but it's not really the one like 20 minutes worth of work for probably about five pounds, like struth. Fucking hell, not okay with it. As I was saying, because it was so quiet, it wasn't the night that I'd hoped for. I did okay in the end, and like I say, I'm mostly here for a holiday, so I'm not absolutely devastated that I didn't haul in a bag, but yeah. Customers are struggling to pick up on me being English, which I find somewhat interesting. Like, after a few minutes of talking, then we're pretty much there, but I know I've got a few like Australian dialect things in the way I speak, so yeah, I understand people think I'm Australian sometimes, but interesting. There were some people who were really into my accent and thought it was really sexy, so that was a good selling point. There weren't many customer interactions which were super standout only because I didn't really get to speak to too many people because it was so quiet. Not many interactions were super memorable to me, although that might be the jet lag talking and just being so fucking sleep deprived, I can barely see a finger in front of my face. I did meet a customer who was genuinely really sweet. We had really great chat, really good banter and yeah, he was just wild and I was wild and we were bouncing off each other's energy and yeah, it was really sweet. Like, we were just making random Chewbacca noises and he was, he was actually, he was an actual care bear, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, he gave great, great hugs and um, yeah, we went for a dance and we were just having some really nice hugs and it was really lovely and he was like you need to come back here like please come back please come back and see me i'm like do you know what i'm gonna try and come back he has me on social media i think so he re he reacts to all of my stuff and uh which is sweet um like yeah he was really lovely and i hope to see him again and i'll definitely 
hit him up when I'm back in town again. And he might even be listening to this. I'm not going to out you and say your name, but you know who you are, Chewbacca man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I think this happened while I was sitting with him, actually. But there was this really rude customer who slapped a dancer's ass and he was like proper laughing i'm so happy with how the club deal dealt with it because the bouncer like proper marched up to this guy and told him to get out and he yes to this bouncer that was it he went there's nothing funny about sexual assault i'm like yes bouncer and I'm like yeah we were just disgusted at this man and Yes, I'm so happy that the club actually were like, yeah, we're going to do something about this. Lovely. Because so many clubs don't give a shit. They'll just let it happen. Um, and I'm like, yes, for like dealing with it, but also stating why it was a problem. Because you did literally just sexually assault someone. So yes, please. There was this one guy who was like, you're such a good saleswoman. Guys say that all the time by the way and like i respect it but also that means i'm not a good saleswoman because you have seen through the illusion and the facade and you know i'm working you right now like if i was in po on point with my hustle you wouldn't even know that i'm finessing you like i'm that good that you don't even know what the fuck is going on so when people like quote unquote compliment my work ethic or you know how good I am at selling it's nice but you're also proving my point that I'm not doing good enough at my job so ugh yeah but this guy was like I'm a car <laughs> I'm a car salesperson from one salesperson to another I see right through you and what you're doing and I fucking respect it you're really good at it and I swear Salespeople are the worst people to sell to because we're just suckers. And he did actually go for some dances. He was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, I do want to dance with you, but because I respect how good you are at selling this to me, fair dues. So we go for the dance, and that was really nice. We just ended up chatting most of the time. He was really into my accent, and he was like getting super turned on by the dirty British thing, the naughty British girl act, he was loving it, so I just kept talking to him and he's like, oh my god like, if you if you did ASMR, I would listen to that shit, and I'm like mm, got a podcast <laughs> I didn't say that um, I, don't, I don't want him to listen to this because, you know, he only spent $200, so not good enough to get my contact details <laughs> um and this is an asmr anyway i mean like i can do some like um asmr stuff but i don't actually know if my microphone is gonna pick this up i don't know what the sound waves look like um if you can even if you can even hear this <laughs> what's all dust he's saying Oh, the sound waves are super low. I'm going to have to boost that shit because I'm a loud fucking gobshite. <laughs> um, anyway, back to business. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was this last guy and I managed to extract $400 out of him over the course of um, two 10-minute dances. That was hard graft. Holy shit. He was a dead no from the outset. I'm like, he's literally my only person in here that I can graft right now. 
so I might as well try. I think I started to graft him at maybe 1am. Like, there's nobody else in here. I might as well try and yeah. We were talking for such a long time. But we were, we were just having really funny conversation. I'm like, how can I get this guy? No, I'm not gonna romance you or try and be like, sweet little girl. I'm gonna try and be fucking funny because I, I'm sorry folks, that's just me, I am fucking funny. And it works. I, I honed in on his weakness. He was very much a boob man. So I was really using that to my advantage and I'm spilling off all of the fucking shit. I'm like, these are the best hits you've ever seen in the whole wide world. Like, you will actually see the light and the holy grail. The, you know, you will witness this when you see my boobs. Like, they are life-changing. See that money as an investment. He was finding it hilarious. Really funny, but also like, <laughs> you know he was like this is actually working i'm such a sucker but this you know this is working i'm i'm being convinced here's another salesperson and he was like a dead set no but he was like do you know what i'm gonna take you for a dance it's it's not really my thing i don't really want to but like i just kind of want to pay you for that sales pitch because it was really good <laughs> and we did we went for the dance and he just wanted tits in his face, literally boobies in his face for the whole 10 minutes. Easiest work ever. And what was coming out of his mouth was a fucking riot. It was so damn funny. Like, he was saying stuff like, I see the world forming and ending, beginning and collapsing. I see lava. I see the creation. I see life. I see evolution. I see all of these things that are magical about the world and they're hidden within my bosom. That's where all the secret to all life lies. <laughs> yeah, it was just so fucking funny. He's like, I love being buried in your breasts. Yeah, great. Coming out of the first dance, we were still bantering loads and I'm, I'm, I'm just saying a load of shit saying you know we need to go for another dance to continue the work we you know we need to continue the exploration and discovery of the earth like there's there's more to see there's more secrets to the universe this is so fucking weird why are you listening to this podcast come on this is just this is total trash <laughs> i'm literally mind you this is my job so you know like it or lump it like this is, this is what strippers do. This is why we're so good at what we do because we just, we're fucking wordsmiths and we work our magic like this. And it isn't in necessarily the leaning over the counter, leaning over the bar, tit, like pushing your tits out. I mean, that is part of it, but sometimes we're just fucking entertainers and this is how we make our money. And it's by being fucking hilarious like this. So I say like, why are you listening to this? But this is the reality of the job so there you go um but yeah you know i'm i'm absolutely working this guy i'm like you know my boobs and your power of sight are gonna do great magical things together it actually worked and we went for the next dance makes sense now though because 
he says in that dance that he was on some mushrooms so i literally i do actually think he was hallucinating all kinds of shit as my tits were in his face <laughs> so good so end of the night okay here we go oh my god yes i'm driving home i'm getting used to the roads here and i haven't been here that long and some bits are quite different being in the uh, city centre and after finishing a long shift I'm, I'm quite disorientated and I'm a bit confused as to where I'm going. I'm messing up but it's okay there aren't many cars around and I'm learning um, and I'm struggling to get along with the automatic that I'm in as well because I keep slamming hard on the brake like, like it's the clutch and that's really not fun and it's fucking dangerous so fuck that shit but yeah I, I stopped at what I thought was a red light but I kept on getting confused about when I should keep going through the red light because you're like turning or when you're past the line where, when you should actually stop I think this was I thought this was an actual crossing and I I think I should have gone through it but I ended up stopping because I don't want to run a red light there's nobody behind me like I'm just gonna stop and wait for it to go green just to be like doubly safe because I'm really anxious right now. <sighs> Police car pulls up behind me out of nowhere. Sirens are going. I'm thinking, oh, they need to get past me. They need to get through. So I start pulling over <laughs> and the sirens are blaring. And I, I don't know, like, I think they want me to get over. I think the light goes green. I move up and then I come into a bay and a police officer comes up to the window. I roll it down. Why did you stop there? I explained that I've not been here that long. I'm so sorry. I thought I was supposed to stop here. Can you just clarify for me? Because some of the roads are a bit confusing. He's like, right, okay, license. All right, here we go. Oh, you're from England. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm so anxious right now. And he's like, have you been drinking? I'm like, no. No, I didn't. And I didn't have a drop of alcohol tonight because I knew it would fuck me over. I was so tempted to have just one tequila, especially because it's been a shit night. One drink would have just taken the edge off a little bit. And um, I'm so glad I didn't touch a drop of alcohol because we did the breathalyzer. And of course it was completely clear. <sighs> so they let me go, everything was fine. But my God, the anxiety was real. I was shitting myself. I get my McDonald's, which is, of course, in my ritual. I get home. I sleep soundly. I'm off to Melbourne tomorrow. And hopefully I can pick up some work while I'm over there. Stay tuned. Next city I hit is Melbourne. Unfortunately, I couldn't find a club that would let me work just one night, but that was okay. I tried to do as much research as possible before coming, but this one just didn't pan out. No problem though, as I had loads of fun things to do anyway. Seeing the sights in the city, doing the sky deck, visiting Phillip Island and watching the penguin parade. I got to feed baby emus and stroke a koala at the Moonlit Sanctuary. So many fun things and I'm 
I'm glad I'm on this trip and I'm prioritizing holiday aspects rather than work. I'm really taking that pressure off myself to earn money this trip, which is really good. I was staying literally opposite a strip club. It would be rude to not visit, right? <laughs> I absolutely love the strip club as a customer. Like, I'm obsessed. I don't do it all that often because it's so important for me to respect that space. And if I'm coming in, I'm coming in hard. I'll talk more about my couple of previous escapades as a customer on another episode, but I just love going in and treating the dancers how they should be treated, like utter royalty. I love going in, being the role model that any customer should be. It has to be done right. I love spending the money as much as I enjoy earning it, which is dangerous. <laughs> so I walk into the club and you know, I've got my little backpack and my bum bag. The bouncers were very confused because they thought I was a dancer. I stick out like a sore thumb really and I don't exactly look like a typical club client, but I honestly feel really comfortable in these places even as a custy and any strip club just automatically feels like home to me. I don't know what it is about them, but they they all make me feel the same way sick no i'm joking like it just feels like home i don't know toxic but home <laughs> i bought a few 10 minute dances with several dancers oh the lap dances were so much fun i love being a client i i just squeal with joy like i'm having the best time oh the first dancer skin was just soft as glistening velvet grazing me so soft <gasps> She offered for me to touch her, but I politely declined as I feel like I would need be need to paying a lot more for that. Another dancer was an absolute queen and just super funny. She was like, go on, just, just give me a little spank. Like, I love it. <laughs> like, strippers' vibes are just unmatched. If you go as a client and you go in with the intention to spend money and have a good fucking time, I swear to you, the dancers will equal that energy right back and more. There wasn't much of a stage culture at this particular club and no tipping dollars, which was a shame because I really wanted to splash some cash about. I still tipped with cash for the stage experience though, but it was really interesting to see how the dancers would use their stage time to like lightly slink about to talk to customers and pretty much line up their lap dances ready to go for when their set ended. There were stages all around the room, different ones that you could like sit up at and move away from. And the ceiling was really low, so dancers could like easily touch the ceiling as they were like prancing about. I sat by the stage to approach a dancer for a dance. This random guy sits next to me, like really close. We aren't short of space around the stage, but yeah, he plunks himself down directly to my left. He gets his money out. <laughs> Your pleasure is my pleasure, he says. Don't mind if I do, sir. I take his money and slip into the dancer's garter tactfully. She does a small fully nude dance on me. 
he keeps trying to touch us both, which is gross. And I'm trying to like, you know, assert my, like I'm a customer. I don't have to put up with that fucking shit. I'm like, no, I'm trying to protect both of us. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to hustle him to buy dances for both of us. I can work this man. It's bizarre that male customers will come on to you as a female customer. It's rude as fuck. It's disrespectful to the space. But if somebody's going to do it to me without, you know, I, I, I don't provoke this at all. If somebody's coming up to me, I could shut it down. But hey, I want to take advantage of that shit and turn it into a profitable situation for me and the dancers. So I essentially hustle on their behalf. It's a win-win. Me and random dude approach two strippers. I let them in on the down low. He takes some convincing, but then we are away. Shit, he only has 50 bucks, which is only enough for one dancer. We stay with him and escort him to the ATM. Really, he's too drunk. He keeps making mistakes and is struggling to withdraw money. And he's being incredibly rude. <laughs> he drunkenly elbows me in the face as he turns around. I just say, fuck this. Like, I'm gonna, I, I take both of the dancers, just me. Best decision ever. Sure, I wanna hustle this guy, but I can take both of these gorgeous dancers on my own dime. So lovely and well worth it. I've got two naked ladies in my lap and I'm in heaven. Our dance is finished and drunk guy comes into the dance area and interrupts us like what's going on here <laughs> he has money now though he finally managed to work the atm somehow i think he felt maybe felt a bit butthurt that i pulled the card that i did i'm just like fuck you i'm just gonna take these two these two ladies and have the best time so screw you <laughs> um but yeah he he's here and he has the money and he pays for both of us to get more dances, which was so fun. He kept trying to touch us all though. I'm like, nah, I'm not having any, any of this and I'm dealing with it. I'm just like keeping his hands in mine. <laughs> we stay longer and have a good few dances. I'm done with him after a while. You know, he's broke now, sorry. Um, and I ditch him. I head to the bar for some more water. Yes, I'm here completely sober and having the best fucking time. Come at me. <laughs> a different man approaches me at the bar, totally unprovoked. He tells me it's his birthday. He's here to celebrate, but is looking, oh, looking for someone of quality. Like all of these dancers are top-notch quality and it's ridiculous that you're hitting on a, you know, a sieve appearing bum-bagged woman right here oh i forgot to say i am so dressed down and wearing trackies but like i'm wearing my hard hard hustlers money top it's a great top check them out it has i'm not sponsored by them by the way hard hustlers you should you should sponsor me <laughs> um but yeah it has like currency signs on it so it has like pounds euros and dollars on it I told both drunk guy and birthday guy that I actually work as a stripper even though I'm here tonight in capacity as a customer. Like, they should be wary of me using them for money, quote unquote, if they have that stereotype about my occupation ingrained in them. But yeah, like, I'm literally wearing a shirt that says it all, like, 
I, and you're still treating me I don't know like why don't you treat the dancers in the same way I, I don't get it like I, I yeah I, I don't I don't get it sometimes men are unfathomable fathomable and I just yeah <laughs> birthday guy asks if he can buy me champagne I say of course he says it's not his thing to like get dances um because I, you know, we don't talk for that long, but I ask if he wants to, like, you know, come into some dances with me for birthday dances. He says it's not his thing. Like, why are you fucking heathen? But um, he will buy me one. No problem. Please do, sir. <laughs> I take someone I've already danced with because she was so funny and awesome. And after that, I decide my fun for the night has ended. I avoid the birthday boy's gaze like the plague and, you know, I abandon him as I slip out <laughs> of the club. I think I was like, oh, I'm just going to the toilet and then I leave because I'm done for the night. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm here to just use these men tonight. Like, if you're not going to respect the dancers in the way that they should be, like, fuck you. Um, but yeah, that was super fun. I had a great time. Lived my best life. Spent my own money, spent other guys' money. Love that shit. Melbourne was fun. I, I hope to maybe come back and try working there. Um, yeah, we'll see. Next up is Canberra. Stay tuned for the third section. Canberra, let's go. It's my second night ever working in Australia. I had higher hopes for Canberra, but tonight was not great. Yeah, I barely made anything. What a peculiar place Canberra is. It's the capital of Oz and there's literally nothing here except political buildings. As I said earlier, the laws are like the wild, wild west here, much more relaxed compared to other parts of Oz because politicians like to party, babe. <laughs> this means hard drugs are decriminalised. And I think sex work as well, although I might be wrong in that, but there were several brothels right across the street from the club blaring out neon lights advertising, so it seems like it's above board here. I didn't know how having brothels in the same area would affect work as a stripper, but seeing it in practice, I actually think it works in favour for everybody. Those coming into the club generally want just lap dances, not sex. If you want that, you can go across the street. We aren't in the city centre though, as clubs and brothels aren't allowed in the district. So we're on the outskirts, planted on an industrial estate. Like, there's nothing here. So again, people coming here want to be here. There's less foot traffic, but higher quality of customers, in theory. My flight gets in and I arrive at the club early to check into the dancer accommodation. I get shown around and I have one of the really lovely dancers induct me. She's breaking down the prices for me, what the rules are, etc. There was security there too and talking me stuff through as well, anything that she might have been missing. It was very funny because at one point she turned to the bouncer and whispered, like, 
what do I say about the cocaine thing? <laughs> she was saying like how we as dancers aren't supposed to do it like as a club thing. But if customers ask to snort coke off of you, you can allow it if you want. Actually wild. Like, drugs and strip clubs are closer than two peas in a pod. But in the UK, coke is obviously illegal and strictly against club policy for dancer or customer usage. Usually if you get caught as a customer or a dancer, you will get kicked out or fired. But it's always happening, every single night just secretively. I've never tried coke myself and I don't plan on it. I know I'd get instantly hooked. It would be a bad habit. But I would understand anyone in the nighttime industry using. Like, we have to have the highest energy at 6am after having been on our feet all night with our emotional energy drained. Likely multiple times a week. How else are you supposed to do it? I know very few strippers who don't abuse some kind of substance. It's purely a reflection on the intensity of the job. I don't want to go into it too much now, but I did have a problem with alcohol at one point. It made my patience go superficially up, so I could tolerate more bullshit from customers and therefore make more money but yeah sobriety and doing this job is very challenging but it's not talked about and we don't have enough harm reduction services or support to combat the substance abuse the fact that a club will just chuck you out for using but not actually support you or address or address the issues as to why that might be happening um, it means drug usage happens in a really unsafe way as well um, and you know that can even result in things like death quite literally so it's um, it's a real problem but yeah here in Canberra it's actually refreshing for the drug thing to be talked about so openly because it is decriminalised it does mean everyone is walking around high on coke or drowning in meth which surely has a social impact more for the negative. Like, Canberra has nothing going for it, but plenty of addicts want to live and stay here so they can indulge in unhealthy habits. I'm all for decrim, but being high on meth all day, every day, can't be good for anybody. So I'm staying in dancer accommodation. It's very basic, dormitory style, very interesting yeah I'm lucky because tonight I get a small room to myself which is why I'm recording this now it might be a different story tomorrow everything is all shared but it's quite fun like you get ready together decompress from the night with everyone kind of has a, a nice communal feel to it which is different I wouldn't want to do this every weekend and there are plenty of dancers who do that but it's nice for just a few nights and the accommodation is included within the house fee. There are more strict rules you have to abide by um, as a part of the deal but by and all it's a good trade-off and I, I think it's well worth it for the housing. 
alright, it's alright, you know, like, it's not, it's not the most gorgeous uh, situation, but it's, it's good enough. It's a Thursday night, and uh, it was just so quiet. Really disappointing. After house fee, I didn't make much at all. And I had to do three stage sets of 15 minutes a pop, which is a lot. And I only got tipped once on one of the sets, and it was a $20 tip. And I only got it because I asked the guy in the front row, I'm like, hi, you know, how much would you like to tip me? And he did, but quite begrudgingly gave me the 20. Yeah, there weren't many customers in tonight at all. It was so quiet and it's a big club as well. It works very differently, very, very differently to the UK. And I quite like it. Touching is allowed. It means you can offer a lot more if you're comfortable with that as a dancer. I feel like it made the dance more enjoyable on both ends as well. It's interesting because in most UK clubs, touching is not allowed, it's a given. So to work somewhere where it is allowed took me by surprise. Like I expected it going in, but I just didn't know how I would feel about it. You can absolutely implement your own boundaries and the club does have a line too, but you can largely conduct yourself within the confines of your own comforts. Like some dancers were cool with being uh, slapped on the butt, others not. Some didn't mind nipples being licked, others did. Some would be up for most things with extra payment. I cannot tell you how freeing this was as a dancer. If the mark is ever overstepped in most UK clubs, whether that be the dancer or the customer, you are made to feel horrible by the club. It's very whorephobic. Consenting or not, it's usually made to be your fault for not doing for, for doing something and you're dirty for doing it. It makes you feel very shamed, which is compounded by the effects of the stigma we already face by society. I get that we have law, rules and legislation, but hmm, maybe those rules in policy aren't actually good ones <laughs> for one but also like it's the way that clubs implement it that make you feel horrendous like it could be done in a far more gentle way or respectful way um rather than you being made to feel like you you know like they're literally going you dirty whore and it's like oh great fab that's that's nice of you to make me feel that way um yeah very derogatory even in clubs where rules are a bit looser in the UK, you're always looking over your shoulder, working out the nightly whims of the bouncers or management with what's tolerable on a given night. Oh, whenever a customer has touched me, without realising it until now, my first thought is always, how is the club going to feel about it, rather than how I feel about it? To shed the club expectation and focus on what I was happy with was so refreshing. It really showed me where my lines are. How uncomfortable club surveillance makes me. And how a lot of club rules 
aren't really suited to me as a worker or a person. Instead of a club enforcing what I can and can't do with my body, the choice was up to me and that was really nice. Pricing structure wise, this club is a lot fairer too. You pay a $90 house fee up front per night, which includes the accommodation. Everything you make on the floor, all your tips, all your dances in the, in the general room, it's all yours. Everything. Every last dollar. You pay a $50 fee when you're in a booth or a VIP room, um, when you're in a private one-on-one -on -one scenario, and the rest is yours. So it's kind of like a commission, but it's like these fees are put on top of the dance price. So you're still getting what you are owed out of a dance. This sits so much better with me than having to pay a house fee plus commission. Oh, everything I make is mine. So I'm happy paying the $90 to work. It makes sense to me as a structure. I unfortunately just had a dance with one guy tonight. We started off with a $50 topless game of pool and then we went for 15 minutes which is the minimum for a lap dance. He was really sweet. It was his first time in a club. He does like barriers on the freeway or something. I still don't quite understand the job but him and his friend came in and um, yeah in their high fish jackets and it was his first experience in a place like this and he's like oh my god this is incredible we don't have anything like this near to where I live this is so good he was so happy to have me naked in his lap and jiggling my butt which I was enjoying as well <laughs> I'm quite disappointed with this customer though after because he stayed in the club the rest of the night he stayed at the stage the whole night and I don't think he tipped everyone and well, he certainly didn't tip me. The third set he saw me do was my last set and I'm just like I'm not gonna put any effort in, I'm not even gonna look at you, I'm just gonna walk around the pole because it's just you watching, you're not putting any money down so why would I even try? There's no hoping you put in your money down. You said you're out of money, so fuck giving you this free entertainment. It's kind of weird, but the stage shows, and like, this is how it was in Perth as well. You've got your times of when your set is on a list. It's spread out throughout the night when your sets are, so you can kind of try and plan your night around that. You can either pay to get out of it if you have a customer and you can get them to pay it as well or you can try and switch your set with another dancer if you have a customer and a dance lined up. It's kind of nice because it keeps the night ticking over so like you know I'm so bored I've got nothing to do but at least I know I'm going to be on the stage at 1am. I still don't want to do this especially if there's no customers tipping like I don't want to do it but it's something to keep you occupied which I kind of like and the stage is beautiful like it's a real pleasure to dance on it's got to be the softest stage I've danced on on my knees like you just glide it's so smooth I love it it's like proper 
It's actually been made with dancers in mind, which is so rare. <laughs> it seems counterintuitive that strip clubs aren't designed for us, but they, they really aren't. Like this, but this one was, this, you know, structure was definitely designed for our comfort. I had a very frustrating interaction with a client. So I was just shooting pool by myself because I'd like to get a bit better at this so when I do it in future I can make the game end quicker so I don't have to have my tits out for a super long time and I can get on my way selling dances and this customer comes up to me and he's like can I play with you I'm like yeah sure it's $50 for a topless game he's like oh, I just want to play I don't want the topless element I'm like okay sure let's see where this goes get my practice in <laughs> and we put a bet on it where if I win he's gonna go for a dance with me so it was a very tense game it was a looking like I was going to win but then he just managed to get you know pop the black ball before I did and he won there was lots of flirty banter throughout like you know just touching and general flirtiness and you know he's basically saying I'm gonna go for a dance with you like regardless of the outcome of the game and I fuck you not as soon as he won he's like right bye <laughs> and then he fucked off I could not believe it he'd wasted so much of my time and all my free personality and interaction I just could not believe it so rude to not even tip me or anything like what a douche the dancers seemed like really lovely and you know I mean some of the dancers are what you see in every club right like the pouncers the hyenas I'm out for myself and respect to those bitches but there's also some like really lovely team players and nice dancers as well so I think I made a few friends and I just hope tomorrow's busier. Yeah, not a great first night, but it can only get better, right? It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. <laughs> so here we go, second night in Canberra and I have to type this one out rather than speak because holy shit tonight was wild and I don't think I can whisper this into my phone luckily I'm on my own in my dorm room but the walls are thin and fuck knows if somebody can hear me no matter how quiet I am let me briefly talk through my night it was much more like it tonight yes okay this is what I expected I started off with a $50 table dance. So you can do a topless dance right on somebody's table, bam smack in front of them. You're in view of the rest of the club, but it was this was quite a novel thing for me and it was really fun. Some dancers won't do it, but I was really up for the experience. And um, yeah, the table was really small, like a lot smaller than a standard four foot one. I challenge you to dance in a space or on a table this small. I love that. It was very strange being like 
above eye level with a customer like their eyes are like literally looking at my butt it was, it was really weird um and some of the table viewers were not super enthusiastic and like trying to actively look away but literally my pussy is in your face like you you can't avoid it <laughs> um but it was a quick way to make 50 bucks so um that was pretty fun to do next guy i speak to i'm talking with for quite a bit fuck my stage set is coming up i move my stage set as he requested to take me for a dance he changes his mind can't believe it i'm not having this no i've changed my set for you fuck you i pretty much force him and guilt tripping into taking me for a dance i'm not having my time wasted tonight oh no 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 we're not doing this next guy he wants to go for my first half hour vip this young dude is an absolute asshole he kept trying to push his luck and wanted me to come home with him he consistently tried to push my boundaries but i kept putting him firmly in place i kept ordering tequilas in in the hopes that he'll stay for more time and gosh i need something to get through this he leaves afterwards, dry, high and dry, and after a little bit, a dancer pulls me to one side. She says that she'd just spoken to the guy that I'd been in for a VIP with, and um, she charged a different price to what I did. She has a proper go at me for overcharging the customer. I accidentally charged him an extra 50 bucks because we were in a private room but the booth fees only count for the 15 minute private dance booth in the other room even though this half hour room is a full size room, just us. I feel like that's an easy way to get confused and on my first, like, I mean first proper shift, let's face it because last night I made nothing, I start to panic because now this dancer thinks I'm not playing by the rules and I'm breaking etiquette and she said she's going to report it to management like I apologize I say like no, it's just a mistake and she's like well you're gonna to have to deal with the consequences now and saunters off without a care in the world <laughs> and my anxiety is going fucking crazy and I'm just trying to stop myself from um tunneling into a panic attack I try and pull myself back, focus on making my money, I'll deal with the consequences of my feelings later. <sighs> Let's compartmentalise, here we go. I made some really good tips on stage tonight. Finally, this is what it should be like. If people came to the front and you could ask them to tip you. I never got less than $20 a set. Um, I did have a frustrating back and forth with a guy who wanted to see me go, in, go upside down. I said he'd have to pay me for that. He said, do it and then I'll pay you. Always pay before you play, I'm sorry. Like, no. Eventually his friend tipped me 50 bucks to do it. I'm like, thank you, this is how we do it. And I went upside down, it's great. But the stage was fun. Like, I, I, I know I complain a lot about stage on this podcast, but I, I do really like it if I'm getting paid for it. It's just so rare that that happens. But also appropriate payment. If somebody puts five pounds on stage, 
I mean, I'm grateful for it, but I'd rather not do it because I'm going to make more money elsewhere and I'm giving my product away for £5. Um, but I did make good tips on stage tonight and, you know, all this money I can keep myself, which is so good. Like, I've hustled for these tips. They're mine. Brilliant. I did twist my ankle again tonight. I have a weakness in my right ankle and... I caught a dip in the carpet walking around the club and fuck me. My injury has been reignited once more. Like it's just aggravated all the time but even worse for the umpteenth time and it's just ah. Uh, this happened first happened 2 years ago. My physio says it won't fully heal and heal, heal until I stop wearing heels if ever clearly this isn't an option for me in my line of work so I just have to kind of live with the pain but I'm like fuck how am I going to get through the, the rest of the night and my remaining shifts with um, you know limping about essentially what happens next ah! is the wildest thing of them all and the story just keeps going and going folks a celebrity plus entourage walk into the club. They are a big music artist touring and performing in Canberra. As much as I would love to out them, I'm not going to. But I'm so disappointed by their attitude in the club. This music artist is specifically a rapper and he frequently uses stripper aesthetic in his music videos, as many rappers do. We are talking dancers on the pole, strippers giving lap dances, and money raining. So out of everybody, he should know how the club works, right? Wrong! <laughs> Himself and his entourage did not pay for a single dance, and played regular pool amongst themselves all night. He did try and make it rain on stage but did it once and put three notes on the stage three five five dollar bills right which is fucking hilarious given his graphic use of money raining in his art and music <laughs> the dancer etiquette was wild around this folks let me tell you quite a few of the dancers were so starstruck that they were swarming around him like flies on shit and they hung about with him for free all night because that's cool i'm sorry but what's cooler than hanging out with a celebrity making my money like a celebrity should be paying you huns i don't really care it means i get more customers for me to focus on so more paying customers for me i hate that this teaches him that he can just have our time for free though, like it undermines the value of our job, giving our time away for free hours on end like that. I don't care who you are, what status you have, like, you know, we need to be teaching these people and upholding etiquette amongst us, it's like standards that we should all be holding ourselves to. I don't know, maybe that's a bit bitchy, but yeah. I, I can't think of a single celebrity I would do that for, genuinely. Like, if my favourite celebrity came in, I would of course approach them and talk to them. If they don't want to dance though, I'm here to work though, so I'm going to abandon them and make my money. But really, they should be paying for you to have a dance. I did actually approach the celeb 
um, had a little chat, tried to sell him a dance, wasn't interested, so I left it. Cool, fine. I tried. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, none of these dancers were make, getting anything out of it other than coming out of it saying I hung out with this celebrity. Like, I, I mean, I could lie and say I've hung out with Usher all night. I could just say that. <laughs> I haven't. I wish. I haven't, but like, I, as strippers, we could say any random shit and claim that as a story. I don't know. Like, fuck that. Fuck that. I was the last dancer on the floor that night, making my money right up until the last minute. I had this yoga guy who was quite pushy with my boundaries, especially at the end of the night. Like, my energy's low, you know? I felt bad though because he thought we had a genuine connection but he really didn't make me feel anything other than ew because of the boundary pushing. It was quite interesting to hear about the paradox that is his life. He's very deep into yoga and a holistic lifestyle. He even had a teacher training exam in the morning yet he's very into meth, coke and drink. And he said he was going to, like, do a purge in the morning and throw everything up. I, I don't know. I left that interaction feeling quite grimy. But I'm glad I've had a good night and I've tasted what Oz can offer. Yeah. Wild. Let's see how tomorrow is. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know how to tell this. So, more has occurred since last night. I got a text from management expressing their disliking to me overcharging a customer and having a go at me. Thanks to that dancer snitching on me, but I get it. I tried to explain that it was a mistake. I got confused and it wouldn't happen again. Didn't get a reply to that and my anxiety is spiralling and oh, it's hard. I do generally play by the rules most of the time and there's nothing I hate more than being in someone's bad books. I get up to get ready for my Saturday shift and... Oh my god! I don't even know what to say. Um, one of the dancers went home with the rapper in question and had a variety of different forms of unprotected sex. How do I know this, you ask? Well, folks, she came into the club dressing room to brag about it. She was going to skip work that night to go to the concert with a couple of other dancer friends who were also skipping work. Loud and proud announcing to the world that she'd slept with a customer for free and she was going to skive off shift to party some more. Let's get one thing straight. I am not slut shaming. Like, your body, your choice, you sleep with whoever you like, however much you like, with however many people you like. But to go home with a customer without any form of payment is such a huge move against what we do as workers. There are plenty of strippers who also do full service, I'm not knocking this either, but business is conducted in a way to respect boundaries of both of those jobs and, you know, I also know plenty of strippers who are now in a relationship with an ex-customer, it happens folks. But this was a quick free fuck because he was a celebrity. 
and to not wear any protection either and brag about that like how many other women is this person sleeping with on a regular and like how often is he getting checked out at the clinic probably not that often again this this teaches this rapper that he doesn't need to respect what we do as a job because he can walk into any strip club now and think that he can take anybody home and that he doesn't need to pay anything you could argue that the tickets to the show were a form of payment she got free tickets but they weren't even vip they were general admission <laughs> imagine giving a guy a rim job and not getting backstage passes apparently the club weren't even that bothered about her getting a drink in normal clothes with him in the club leaving early the shift leaving the shift early to go home and bang him or cancelling the shift last minute and here's me getting a bollocking for slightly accidentally overcharging all clubs have some level of favoritism when it comes to dancers this is why some dancers get away with more than others I can see who's the favourite here, okay. Gosh, yes. Wild way to start the night. It's time for me to get going. Last night of work, let's fucking have it. The night is a blur. I hit the floor, bang on 8pm. I'm the first one out. Right away a young guy walks in. He takes me for 15 minutes right off the bat. He's not very chatty, just a quiet, bland guy. He leaves right after. A woman walks in and sits down. We get to talking and she says she's trans. She's never been in a place like this before. She's not super sure about the whole thing. So I gently introduce her to the options available, try and get her feeling comfortable and talk her through it. She doesn't seem super keen, but is grateful for the friendly welcome. She speaks on her experience as a trans woman and how in China, where she's from, the transphobia is real, but here is a lot better. Oz is a lot better. This really conflicts with an interaction I had with another dancer of the same age as me, because, you know, certain age groups tend to have certain attitudes, but she's the same age as me, and um, she's like, oh, what's that man over there doing? Like, you know, are they spending, any, is he spending any money? I'm like, well, she, she's a woman. Um, and but no, she's not really interested, and she's just like, no, no, that's a man. I'm like, oh, she's trans. She she's a trans woman, um, and she's a she. And the dance is like, no, I'm sorry. Like, call a spade a spade. That's a man. Oh my god. I try and broach transgender rights issues, and she doesn't agree with me learning more about gay rights in australia since this interaction oz has a long way to go the uk does too don't get me wrong but there seems to be even more of a general ignorance around trans folks here so ah uh, it just it it that that shit transphobia really gets under my skin and riles my feathers because i have so many lovely trans friends and um you know i'm a real advocate for trans rights and um it's just really disappointing when you know people aren't as uh, open-minded or you know 
willing to learn about other people's experiences. There was a stag who didn't really want to dance, but I managed to persuade him and I moved my stage set for him again and off we go. He massaged me for like half the dance, which was fucking fantastic. <laughs> I then had my stage set and his friends ask if they can get up, get the stag up on stage with me. I check with the club staff if that's okay, as most clubs won't allow this, but they were fine with it. The party tipped me for him to come up and I taught him some polishes, which was so funny. The stag was loving it, the friends were loving it. Do you know what? He wasn't half bad actually. Like he did some nice spins and lovely twerks. Like he did he did well. <laughs> Unfortunately, my other two stage sets were dry as fuck and I didn't make anything, which sucks. I meet a basketball player and we had a conversation earlier said he'd go for a dance later but not right now i picked the thread back up and he's ready to go he massaged me for like most of the half hour to be fair which was bliss like i'd be dancing and then he'd start rubbing my shoulders and then i'd just melt into a puddle and do nothing fine by me <laughs> um but yeah because he used to be like really high level into sports he would get physio like pretty much every day and he was just like fuck your, your body's like really fucked isn't it i'm like yeah <laughs> he wasn't saying that in a creepy way by the way just like oh let me help you like you you're suffering <laughs> i'm like thank you yes my body is broken <laughs> um yeah please sort out my twisted and twisted ankle <laughs> um yeah the next guy was hard work but my timing was on point he was a rigger from scotland we had a short conversation when he just got in but he needed more time. He was definitely the nursing his beer kind of type. I met him at the bar later and we did go for a dance. He was very high, which made for quite a funny dance. Um, not much dancing, just chatting shit. And then, oh, I can't remember if that was later or earlier like the high thing is really interesting because usually coked up clients are my favorite because they're very loose with their purse strings they just spend a lot of money but because coke is so normalized and decriminalized and you know you can just do it anywhere um people are literally saying oh i'm just gonna go for a bump i'm like okay okay cool cool like all right no worries you do your thing honey but people were like taking too much which meant it was impossible to sell like to the point where they just didn't know what was going on or um you know like they didn't know how to pay for something like they were just so oblivious and out of it and this was a case with somebody who um is a police officer and he was so high and he's like yeah i do it every day i used to be so against drugs but it's great and i you know i do coke every day i'm in my 50s i'm just like oh oh lord oh lord <laughs> yeah the the coke thing is really interesting uh, yeah okay then i had the best and the worst thing happen at once 
I approach a group of three guys. It's one of their birthdays. They had so much banter and were really up for a good laugh. I persuade them to go for private dances with me all together. I look around quickly to see if there are any other dancers free for me to pull in with me, but everyone's preoccupied. More money for me and I've, I'm the one who's put in the graft, so let's do this. One by one, they withdraw 150 bucks each from the ATM. I take them through to the lap dance area and the show begins. They are loving it, they're having the best time good vibes all round. I accidentally roast the birthday boy, but that made it all the funnier. He wanted to show off his new tattoo to me, which was apparently his family symbol. But I said, oh, that's a lovely snowflake. <laughs> and they, like, everybody was crying with laughter. He, he took it in good faith, blessing the birthday boy. He found it very, it's like, I've just got this tattoo and you think it's a snowflake, oh fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, really, really good vibes. Suddenly, two more strippers with their customers, their respective customers, come into the room. The same dancer who grasped on me gives me the dirtiest look anyone has ever given me in my whole entire life and aggressively sweeps my heels off of the couch and onto the floor. What the fuck? I just try and play it off to my customers as banter because they're like, what the actual? And the other dancer's customer was equally perplexed. Not professional at all. I had zero idea what I had done wrong. And you know, if you have a problem with me, if you have beef with me, can we talk about it like adults, you know, and maybe not in front of customers view you know luckily this was towards the end of my dance with my group i cut it a bit short though because uh, i i could not handle this i i had no idea what i'd done wrong am i not supposed to take more than one customer at once was she not impressed at how i brought a customer up onto the stage is she just jealous my anxiety was spiraling and I'm having a panic attack now. <sighs> How can I continue after this? Like, I, 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 how, how do I do this? How can I carry on? Ah, I approach club staff right away, explain, you know, explain what's happened and they confirm that I'd done nothing wrong. Um, everything seemed fine on my end. It, you know, it's all good to um, take as many customers that you want at any given time. I said I didn't want them to address it with the dancer unless it um, escalated further. I decided to not approach the dancer myself. While I respect this space, um, you know, I'm not staying here, so any attempt to broker peace is not worth it, and I'd just rather leave it sour unless she wants to talk about it. I dust myself off, pull myself back and try to carry on even though my anxiety is driving me to despair. I'm, I'm shaking, I'm clammy, I, uh, I'm not in a good state. The next client I have is so sweet though and we had a really great banter, 
we're just chatting shit about a lot of different things. I love customers that I can have fun with like that. We went for half an hour, then we played some pool. Um, and no, he played some pool on his own, actually. Um, I, I left him to it. And um, I caught him at the end of the night and had another dance with him. Genuinely such a nice guy and I loved spending time with him. Actually really sad to leave him at the end of the night. There were a couple of time wasters here and there. One guy who was adamant on getting a dance with me. But he either had no money or the cash machine wasn't working. I bet you can guess which one it was. <laughs> I also had a guy slap my ass who I wasn't dancing for and he was with another dancer in the same room. And like, just because you can touch here doesn't mean you can touch anybody. And, you know, I'm not consenting for just anybody to touch me. Like, wild, what are you doing? I had a great night, money-wise. It was it was really good. I made a bag, nearly nearly two k, um, yeah, two thousand dollars. But that was not worth the dancer dynamic and the club drama. It gives me so much anxiety. I'm learning to let go of what other people think of me, but it's hard as a recovering people pleaser. Having done this job for nearly six years, I I have a tougher skin than what I give myself credit for. Like. I, I deal with situations the best I can and even though I have anxiety and you know I have these things I I think I do pretty well to try and um, deal with situations and try and um, push on forwards even if you know it is really upsetting me um, I just really struggle like when I receive treatment from dancers or management that's not warranted though like if I've done nothing to justify that Especially when I try to play a clean game, like, yeah, I just, yeah, it just, it just upsets me, you know? I struggle <laughs> to get to sleep that night and I leave earlier than planned. I'm just so anxious about staying in the same accommodation as this other dancer and I'm pretty, it might be paranoia, but I'm pretty sure I can hear her and the other dancers bitching about me through the walls and I just stick my headphones on and try and block it out and uh, escape really. I, 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 I leave and escape. <laughs> I make my great escape um, early in the morning like a thief in the night and just run away. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, that was wild. Short escapade. Um, my time working in Oz. I really want to go back and I want to do more. Um, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, I'm just here for a holiday really and it's nice that I've subsidised a bit of my trip. So, you know, it, it means that I can do some nicer things now and, you know, take myself out to nice dinners and get all the treats and why is this so snack-centric? Oh my god. <laughs> but it is, like, you know, it's, it's really nice. It meant that I could feed the baby emus and, you know, just do some extra fun bits that I may not have been able to afford to do. So that was really lovely. Um, I know people have been asking me a lot about, like, the difference between UK and Oz. I hope me talking through um, 
my nights gives you an idea with like things like touching and rules and stage culture um, even though my time was very short so I wouldn't take what I've um, experienced as Bible or a general experience but having said that when is our work ever a general experience I feel like it's so changeable night on night that you know consistency isn't something you often see in this industry anymore um but yeah the money is different the customers are different there there seems to be generally a lot more respect um shown towards the job that we do a bit less stigma than over here in the uk a lot more people are like more openly proud about what they do um and customers attitudes reflect this and they treat you with a with more kindness and a bit more respect too um so that was really nice to experience i can't think of any other differences off the top of my head um that maybe i haven't already uh explained um i know people have been asking me you know you want to work in oz how do you go about it um again i don't think i'm the best person to speak to about this although I can give you some general advice if you're a dancer and you're interested in um, working abroad. So I do hear of dancers working without papers undocumented. I would never recommend that to anybody and it's not what I did. So um, you can pay for a working holiday visa. I think you have to be between a certain age range and it gives you a year to work. If you do farm work you can top it up another year and um, that's my understanding of it I think I paid I want to say it was 300 to 400 pounds for the actual visa which is worth it you know if hopefully you're gonna make that money back um, but yeah that is quite a bit of money up front along with the flights and accommodation and everything else that it takes to travel ab abroad so just um, you know budget accordingly and try not to put the pressure on yourself to make money while you're out there like I went with the intention of having a holiday and if I make money that's great but if not then I've not lost out on anything um you have to have a certain amount of money in your bank account to go anyway I think you have to have funds of um two and a half grand and you have to prove that and send that as a part of your visa application to say look if I'm in a tricky spot I can't get work or something happens I can get myself out of it I can get flights home etc whatever so yeah that work visa that came back quite quickly for me I think it came back within two weeks um so it's quite a quick turnaround interestingly neither of the clubs that I worked at actually asked for the visa um which leads me to think you could do it undocumented having said that I think it's worth having the protection of a visa because you are entitled to have the same workers rights as anybody else who is working legally um so i think if you're able to do it do it especially because and i'm sure it's going to be fine but a club hasn't paid me yet um so the canberra one was all cash the other one it, i invoiced them which is novel to me like invoicing a strip club what the fuck um I'm pretty sure it's going to be fine, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get my money because we're just having some problems with the international bank transfer. Um, 
But if I don't get my money, I can then challenge on legal grounds and, you know, I'm entitled to compensation and um, it, it will be fine no matter the outcome. So it, it's worth having that layer of protection there, especially when strip clubs generally are as exploitative as they are. I think, you know, if there's anything where you can give yourself a booster and a, a backup and a layer of protection, get just get the visa, yeah? Um, what else what else did you need to work there some strip clubs i applied to had to have a cover letter and a cv <laughs> which i find very funny for the kind of job that it is but you know i made one sent it off and that was all good um yeah i'm currently in the process of trying to so you get your basically you get your visa then with that if you're doing sole trader, self-employed work, which is what stripping is considered as, you need to get um, a ABN, which is an Australian business number, and you need to get a TFN, which is a, a tax filing number. I think you get the TFN before the ABN. I am currently still going through that process. I tried to apply for one before I went out, um, but you need to have like an Australian address or you need to currently be working. So it was a bit tricky to like um, get. So I haven't got it yet, but I've had, um, I think the TFN application is like, right, okay, we've got you on our records. Like, here's the information we need. Please fill out this form. So I'm currently in the process of doing that. Um, and then I can like register and pay any tax that I'm owed. Um, and then all the money is above board and it's um, legal, especially because I'm doing, um, I'm teaching some poll workshops while I'm out here as well. Um, while uh, I'm in uh, on the Sunshine Coast. So I just want to like do everything above board and um, make sure I'm doing everything correctly. So, um, yeah, I have yet to go through that process. Really, it's just paper pushing and admin. Um, but other than that, it's not really that complicated. Um, and some clubs will require your TFN and ABN before you work there. Others are understanding that it's a bit of a bureaucratic, arduous process. And so um, they'll let you work and then take the details on later. Again, it's very dependent on the, the club that you're working at and what they require from you. Um, but yeah, that's my advice. Get the visa, do the working holiday visa, um, check that you're eligible. It's very, it's clearly laid out on the government website. It's very easy to go through. A couple of clicks and you're done um, with all the documentation in order. And then yeah, it's the TFN and ABM, which I'm currently going through now. Um, and that's the whole thing. I, I had the best rest of the time in Oz. It was just so nice to travel about and explore. Did my mermaiding qualification um, in Cairns and went to the Daintree Forest and snorkeled on the Great Barrier Reef and I went skydiving on the Gold Coast. Uh, and I went to Sydney and saw the Opera House and beach hopped there. Went to some really gorgeous islands. Yeah, I had a great time. Holiday of a lifetime, trip of, trip of a lifetime. It's been on my bucket list 
for years now and I really hope to go back before my visa expires. If not, I would happily pay it again to go out and do it again. Um, if I'm allowed to, I'm not doing farm work, fuck that. <laughs> like I have commitments back here anyway, so I can't really stay in Oz for longer, really, than a few weeks. Um, but I think they're gonna be dropping the one year thing plus farm work and then you can renew it. I think they're gonna drop that soon and say, you don't need to do the farm work anymore. Um, so that's something to keep your eye on, especially if maybe you've been to Oz before but didn't do the farm work or you've, you've had your allowance entirely and you wanna go back. Um, but yeah, please feel free to email in with any questions that you had about Oz, um, if you have any left, if I haven't covered everything. How long is this episode? Oh my god, this is such a long episode. But you know, it's a special, so <laughs> aren't you lucky? <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed this. It's really nice to document my time doing some traveling work. Um, I'd like to do the same thing for America because I... I did that um, a few years ago, but that was a while ago. I still got like, um, I still got notes and thoughts to share though. So let me know if you want a States special and um, yeah, I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for keeping me company on my drive home this morning. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the 6am club. Do let me know what you think. You can drop me a message on Instagram at the 6am club pod. My personal Insta is at Gemma Rose Poll. If you can submit a review, please give me a cheeky five stars. Spread the word about the podcast to your people so more folks can learn about this. You can email me with questions or comments as well to the 6am club podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to speaking to you on my next journey home. <laughs>